welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. Hello, everyone. And John. Hello. If you give a mouse a cookie, he is going to ask for a glass of milk. If you give a shark a cookie, they may just take your entire company. Today in the tank, we have a famous founder looking to sell happiness one cookie at a time. But before that, you know what time it is, ad time. That's just how the cookie crumbles. Today in the tank, we have Cookie Kahuna. And Cookie Kahuna is brought to us by a famous founder, Wally Amos. You know, as in famous Amos. And Wally is asking for $50,000 for a 20% stake in his business, which is a $250,000 valuation. Now, as its name suggests, Cookie Kahuna is a cookie company. And we've got the product. It's in these bags of cookies. And it is worth mentioning that Wally comes out with like a kazoo and is like <laughs> singing on his kazoo as he's handing out cookies on these trains. I love Wally. Yep. He's like, he's such a moment, very big personality. And <laughs> Wally is aiming to sell us cookies, but to ultimately sell us happiness, which was great to see the camera like panned immediately to Kevin and, and his face was just frowning. <laughs> he is not a buyer of much happiness. But what makes this product and pitch stand apart is Famous Amy is a cookie company already. And this is the founder that built that company and lost that company, but built it from the ground up. Also kind of a famous person in general because he was the talent agent for Marvin Gaye and Simon and Garfunkel. So kind of like a big deal in general. Not a good business guy, potentially a good cookie guy. Thoughts on this pitch product and founder? Oh no, the sigh. I love Wally Amos. <laughs> I know the heavy sigh. <laughs> uh, this was such a tough one to watch. Like, I don't even mm-hmm. know if we're allowed to use the phrase famous Amos because it's owned by a cookie company. Like, he couldn't say yeah. it on the show. No one was allowed to say it on the show. Like, this is the problem. He built Famous Amos, this incredible company. He tied his whole likeness into Famous Amos, and then he lost mm-hmm. complete control of it. He has no ownership anymore. He can't even go by Famous Amos. And so here he is, late in his career, saying, I'm launching a new cookie company called Cookie Kahuna, but he can't rely on any of the mm-hmm. leverage that he built in his, his entire life to actually go and sell it. And it just puts yeah. him in a really tough starting point from the beginning. And it doesn't help that he's just like not a business person. He's super open about it. It's actually hilarious. Famous Amos knows who he is. Mm-hmm. He had the kazoo. He like literally like stopped singing. and was like, you're not smiling to Mr. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it was just as incredible. He called him out. And he pulled the numbers out of his pocket on a piece of paper and was like, yeah. And then Robert was like, all, like I'm going to take up. that. <laughs> so this dude's like an incredible dude. This was just a tough one to watch because you want someone like yeah. him who's been so successful to just like come up here and knock it out of the park. And I think he um, maybe instead of looking for a shark, should have been looking for a business partner, someone who could actually like Do take what is a really good product and scale it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would prefer a founder to come on and say, hey, I'm not the most business-oriented person. I need someone to kind of lead me within that lens. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. I think what was just really hard to watch was the fact that, you know, he doesn't have his name or his image or his likeness. So it's essentially a brand new item that you're yeah. bringing onto the shelf in a very competitive space. The cookie you know? category? Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> he gets no credit for being Famous Amos. He's literally just mm-hmm. a person who has come Mm -hmm. up with the name of a cookie company and started baking some cookies. And it's not like he's a repeat entrepreneur from the sense of like, wow, you're such a talented business person. Like, it sounds like he just got really freaking lucky with Famous Amos. Mm -hmm. And so you're literally just like, do I think this is a good cookie company? And do I think the market's attractive? And like, neither of those things were playing out. As Rob opens up his numbers and is starting to like dissect where this man's costs are all going, he mentions that 40% of his costs are to packaging. 
Ariel, when you were looking at branding though, like, do you see this as something that could compete in that category in terms of looks, in terms of branding? You know, I think looks wise, it's very clean packaging. I think what kind of raised the red flag or the alarm for me is typically for snacks or baked goods, packaging should be between like 10 to 40% Mm -hmm. of what you're bringing back in. I was just very curious in terms of what logistics are going into this. So I get what he was trying to go for with this fresh, light cookies and like really tie into that Hawaiian spirit. But I would have loved to see his cost come down a bit more. So Wally is selling these in Costco, right? And he's wholesaling Mm -hmm. them for $7.89. And that's really expensive because the cost to make per bag is $5.25. But Mm -hmm. I was thinking I could see these sitting on the shelf at Whole Foods just by look alone. Do we think that Wally should have actually just been shooting for something like those more like premium grocery store aisles? Whole Foods makes sense. Sprouts, even farmers markets, any restaurants you could partner with Mm -hmm. that like offer this is like a post dinner digestive or something. You know, like I think there's a lot of ways he really could have leaned into that higher price point market. Because to your point, if I can have Chips Ahoy for $3 versus Cookie Kahuna for 7 I'm going to go with the Chips Ahoy. Good choice. (laughs) Strategy is basically just alignment of decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's all the strategy is. And I would actually argue most of the time, an alignment of bad decisions is better than misalignment of good decisions. Hmm. So like a bad strategy can actually be better than a strategy that's super misaligned. You actually can be more successful Mm -hmm. in some cases. Hmm. But that basically means is your product aligned with your pricing and packaging, aligned with your messaging and promotion strategy, aligned with how you're going to actually sell it. I think you're very savvy to say you kind of need to start with a refresh on who is this for? Is this a premium cookie or a mass market cookie? Are we looking to do high margin, low volume or low margin, high volume and like flow all those decisions through? And that's just what he didn't have. And it made it super tough to be able to invest. Say you had a high priced cookie. I would love to eat a high priced cookie right now. (laughs) We're recording on a Friday afternoon. I would pay almost anything for a cookie right now. (laughs) He would pay whatever for a cookie kahuna. If you give John a cookie. He'll ask for a glass of milk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I always think about cookies as like a mass market product. So how would you market a premium cookie if you were put into Wally's shoes? Well, I think you start with saying, who are the people that will pay a lot for cookies? Mm-hmm. Where would those people be willing to pay a lot for cookies? And you have a couple paths you can go. There are people who are doing special events that want to pay a lot for cookies and want those cookies to be very special. Mm-hmm. But that probably dictates a certain level of customization and things like that in order to make them great. Or you just go the path of saying, you know, we're going to sell in more specialty stores. It's going to be lower volume, but we're going to go to Italy and places like that. Mm. You go to super high price grocery stores, but you better then have an angle. Yes. And it can't just be Kahuna. Right. <laughs> and it was really sad because Lori was like, you're a legend. But to every entrepreneur that has tried something and failed, I usually tell them to go to something else. The sharkiloquies on this one were long. They were long and emotional. Mm-hmm. Everybody had mm-hmm. wonderful things to say about Wally and what an inspiration he was and how they had no desire to fund him. <laughs> it was like, but- oh, just give it to the guys. Stop dragging it out. Well, it was funny because he walked in and he was like, yeah, $50,000 pocket change to you. And then they he were like- it right up front. He's like, I need 50 grand <laughs> yeah, from you, rich people. Wrong. Come on. And they were like, yeah. absolutely not. I'm famous, famous. <laughs> Help me out. But ultimately, the cost was just too high. And with the limited distribution potential, we didn't get any cookie offers from the sharks. That's how the cookie crumbles. That's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> So there's this documentary. You can watch it on YouTube. And it sort of covers Wally's 
his rise and fall. So he mentions how going into this Shark Tank appearance, he knew that there was nothing worth investing in for the sharks, but he wanted to use the appearance as like a brand awareness play. Mm -hmm. For all that he seemed like very innocent, he was definitely going into this deal for clout and he wanted that Shark Tank. Yeah, Yeah, he wanted that Shark Tank bump. But even Shark Tank could not save the Cookie Kahuna because the business closed down in 2018 due to having lost too much money, which we saw sort of start to play out because I think Rob had mentioned like his margins were less than 20%. And in terms of like building a sustainable company, that is not the numbers you should be in, friends. Right. You want 40 to 50 for cookies. (laughs) He did try to open another cookie business after Cookie Kahuna. Yep, it was called Aunt Della's Cookies, Mm. and it received no traction. Zero traction. Mm. So, Cookie Kahuna is kaput. No cookies. They've crumbled. It's super hard to look at someone like Wally and not be cheering for them to be super successful. Because you're like, come on, man. Like, you had an incredible company. You've had an incredible career. Sounds like you got taken advantage of probably by a bunch of business partners. So, you got totally diluted from an equity standpoint. And now you're trying to get it going again. I bet that's not the last time we've seen Wally, you know? (laughs) He seems like a trooper. was written and produced by the mythical Matthew Brown. Additional support comes from Melanie Romero and editing from Robert Hartwig. If you're a fan of the show, meh, even if you're not a fan of the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to support the show. That does it for me. We'll see you next episode here in the tank for another bite.